When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. The winning streak is over after 16 consecutive victories. The Edmonton Oilers are beaten 3-1 on the road by the Vegas Golden Knights. So Edmonton's record now 29-16-1 on the season. Aiden Hill, an excellent performance in the Vegas net. He makes 30 saves. Stuart Skinner has his personal 12-game winning streak snapped. He stopped 23 out of 25. So the Oilers will have to settle with sharing the second-longest win streak in NHL history of 16 with the 2016-17 Columbus Blue Jackets. The 92-93 Penguins remain the all-time Leaders for longest winning streak with 17 in a row. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Thanks a lot for joining us. We have not done Overtime Open Line after a loss in 49 days. I think we'll remember how to do it, though, Rob. But first of all, um, I mean, great hockey game, I, I thought. Just just uh, an intense, uh, well-played, hotly contested game. Yeah, I believe it was one of the most entertaining games that we've seen well, in weeks, uh, and that was two very good hockey clubs playing very good hockey. Uh, goaltending was good. There was a physicality and a nastiness to this. The what I was really impressed with both teams' commitment to to defensive blocking shots, uh, back pressure by forwards. I mean, a great example. Uh, uh, the best one of the best saves of the night was Aiden Hill on Leon Drysdale's one timer off a, an Ekholm pass, but that was off an incredible back check by by Connor McDavid. It was it looked like a three on one for the Vegas Golden Knights, and McDavid back checks and turns it into a great A scoring chance by Leon Dreisaitl. Um He had uh, Fogel coming back on an empty net. Carlson thought he had a wide open net and Fogel gets back. Uh, so both teams played great. They, the Oilers were better in this game tonight than in seven or eight of their victories on, on this winning streak. Uh, they just ran into a much better hockey club than they have played in a while. And in a goaltender who was on top of his game. This this is a game that it could have gone either way. The Oilers played certainly well enough to win, win this hockey game. But the Vegas Golden Knights, again, show you how they know how to win these kind of games. And they this is a reason why they won the Stanley Cup last year, is they score opportunistic goals, they get fantastic goaltending, and they don't give you second or third looks. They're very good at clogging up the middle and blocking shots. But yeah, it was a disappointing end 
for the Oilers, but certainly a game that they played very well in. Yeah, I, I thought, and we've talked about this throughout the winning streak, the consistency of, of effort and performance mm-hmm. in a lot of the games, and I, and I thought they were at or near that for most of the night tonight. Uh, the, I mean, the shots on goal were 31-26 for Vegas. The shot attempts, so that includes the shots on goal, the shots that were blocked, and the shots that went wide was actually widely in favor of the Oilers at 83-50. Big uh, David himself had eight shots on goal, but as, as we, we talked about after both periods, not a lot clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were even some two-on-ones and odd man rushes, but back pressure or a, a stick in the way. Uh, I mean, the Oilers got a 2 on zero scored. Um, the winning goal by Stevenson, just a, a he had a split second mm-hmm. longer than players had had most of the night to pick his spot, and he did. And uh, and then I, you know, again Hill had a great game. I, I mean, Kane, Kane's all alone in front. Yep. Twenty seconds before Vegas scores the eventual game winner, that that easily could have been one the other way. The three on two. Ekholm gets it from Drysaddle right back to Drysaddle for a one-timer. Hill, and that's 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 asking a goalie to go as we were talking about on the face-off show, one post and then immediately back. A lot of time those are those are in when you're making the goalie move. So Con- he, he Con- was excellent. Connor McDavid on a two-on-one where he walked all the way in and Hill made the save. You talk about a lack of room out there and not a lot of uh, clean looks. It was all this game was played as though. They shortened the ice surface by 20 feet and and brought the boards in on the sides by 10 feet. It seemed like it was on a smaller rink because you didn't see the the rushes where you skated up and you had free time or a, a, a two like there were odd man breaks but they were contested odd man breaks. There was always a stick in a lane. There was always someone tugging you as you were trying to shoot it. Uh, there was no time to, to make decisions uh, out there. You had to think about it before you got the puck. If you, if you thought too late, you didn't get to make a play. So both teams played well. It's just unfortunate for the Edmonton Oilers. And the Oilers now uh, have to get ready for a game coming off a loss, and that'll be our adjustment of the game as we welcome Modern Measure to Overtime Open Line. You won't need an adjustment again with Modern Measure, Edmonton's leading provider of made-to-measure clothing located in the heart of Ice District and at mdrnmeasure.com. As uh, we're going to get uh, to post-game reaction from Ekholm, McDavid, and uh, in a minute or two we'll get to head coach Chris Knobloch as the Oilers lose 3-1 to the Vegas Golden Knights. It, it, it's funny. I, I mean, I guess I'll say a playoff-style game yep. because it's never really a playoff game until you're actually there. And even, and even the refs, they decided <laughs> because there was a couple times both ways. Yep. I thought, oh, that's holding. Yep. Nope, not tonight. Well, there was guys on partial breakaways where you could see he was being uh, impeded. Impeded. Where you, those were automatics that we've seen in the past. It's almost as though the referees are like, okay, there's a really good Super Bowl party tonight. We can catch the last half of it, but we're going to have to get this game over as quick as possible. Yeah, both teams, I think, were looking at the referee. Okay, s- seriously, there's no call there. Uh, but they let them both teams play, and and the and the players decided the game. And at the end of the night, that's what you want. You want the players deciding this hockey game and they did but the intensity will be higher come playoff time but this was the most intense hockey game that we've seen the Oilers play in uh, I don't know during the streak where did they have this kind of intensity both ways 
uh, maybe against L.A. early in the streak. Yeah, the Leafs game, but th- th- to me, this was another level. This, I agree. Yeah. This was a level, and that is why there's your excitement is, what are we, 35 games away from a playoff? And right now, these two teams would be going at it in the first round, which is great for fans, but sad for the fact that one of these teams won't be playing in the second round if it were to finish like it was. But, yeah, that was that was just excellent uh, hockey that we saw tonight that the Edmonton Oilers just unfortunately for the first time in a while got goalied as Aiden Hill was excellent. 3-1 Vegas wins it. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. Victory was possibly there, uh, but it is a good team that you're facing. No, absolutely, and they, they stuck with it, and I liked a lot of things about our game. Unfortunately, we came up a little short. I think a big turning point in the game was the um, late goal that they scored in the uh, first period. And then just for us, just missed opportunities, whether it was goal posts or their goalie coming up big or missing a, you know maybe an empty net. But I think the chances were there, and it's probably one of our better games that we'd played in the last probably two or three weeks. I was say, do you think you might have played a, a worse game and won during this streak than you played tonight? What kind of reminds me of, you know, there's always games that you play poorly and you still win, and there's games you play well and you lose, and there's a couple things, you know, that's probably the second one I can remember of us playing really well and losing, and only um, Tampa Bay game in uh, December, very familiar, where I thought we played really well, had tons of chances, and, um, you know, tonight I thought we had a little, you know, there was breakdowns, wasn't perfect game, but overall I thought the effort was good and we just couldn't capitalize on our chances. Chris, why did you think that that Nick Waugh goal was a turning point or was it, you know, change things when you guys seemed to play pretty well and maybe carried the play in the no, second period? Yeah, we absolutely did, but just having that one goal lead, they have to change how they play, they have to open it up, that leads to our advantage. The second period was our best period. We, um, I thought we carried a lot of the play in the second period, but uh, just having the 1-0 lead going into the second is a lot different than being tied. Between your last two losses from December 19th to February 6th, Chris, what did you learn most about your group? Resilient, um, calm, very mature team, and are very um, focused on winning. And yes, every single player likes to get the goals and assists, no matter if they're first or fourth line player, but uh, their commitment to winning and doing things well defensively was uh, very, very proud of them. Now that streak is over, can you reflect on how much ground you've made up uh, in the standings here? We did a exceptional job, and we, you know, to be in the position where we are right now, uh, we have some breathing room right now, and, you know, we're not happy, we're not content, we want to move up in the standings, whether that's second place in the Pacific, maybe maybe first, who knows what happens with another streak or whatever, but we want to be playing really good hockey when we get into the playoffs, and right now I think we've been building a pretty good game. There's things that we need to work on, and we will, but I like the where we're going. Is keeping this thing going, is it mentally taxing at all for you guys and then the players in there, or, 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 do you, or do you really do just go one game at a time and just let the wins kind of pile up? We do. We do approach every game one one game at a time, but it's an 82-game schedule, and it's, it's tough to bring your best every night, and 
and you don't know what you're going to get from the opposition. You know, the opposition comes out and they have unbelievable games. And even if you are pretty good, sometimes it's not good enough. And I think that kind of showed tonight. I thought we were pretty good, but it just wasn't good enough tonight. All right, Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch after a 3-1 loss against the Vegas Golden Knights. McDavid shorthanded in the first. Waugh tied it on a rebound with a minute 54 left in the first period. No scoring in the second. Stevenson a minute 24 into the third, and then Carlson into an empty net with 32.8 seconds left. So that was the scoring tonight, Rob. And, and oddly enough, on a night in which the Oilers had, uh, like I said, the shot attempts 83-50 in favor of Edmonton, maybe uh, along the way a few opportunities where you wanted an Oilers player to just fire it on net uh, <laughs> instead of trying to make an extra move with it. Well, we talked, Bob and I, at the end of the game that there's a number of times where Bouchard made the first move at the blue line, a really good move, put himself into a shooting area and then and then tried to make a second one. Bouchard's got a bomb and he creates so much problems for the opposition when he puts pucks on net because his shot is so heavy and he's so good at getting it through. So yes, I, I would have, there's a couple times you would have liked to seen the others get the puck on net. Having said that, seemed like every puck they went on net today, Aiden Hill had an answer for, but uh, good hockey game, poor result. Uh, I guess, well, what we've seen, though, Reed, in the last, well, since Knobloch took over, the Oilers getting streaks going is not uncommon, as this was the 16-game streaks when we're talking about. They've already had an eight-game streak as well. So uh, the Oilers have got a much tougher schedule coming up, but I'm sure that they want to flush this loss with a big win in Anaheim in a few nights. Yeah, Anaheim Friday, L.A. on Saturday. And then, then just one home game. Then they have three more away from home, which I, I know a lot of teams don't like that when you're home just for one. They, it, they, it's more or less a, it's more or less a continuation game. of yeah. a road trip in terms of the travel because I mean, you get a couple nights in your own bed, but then you're right, you're right back on, a, uh, on the plane for another city. But, yeah, good game tonight. Golden Knights take it 3-1. So their record goes to 30-15 and... Six and you know they had a little bit of uh, of a drop uh, a few weeks ago, but now with this win, they're seven two and one in their last ten. They don't have Eichel, they don't have Carrier, they don't have uh, Theodore, so you know they're they're missing some key guys. And and again, I thought we saw from them as we saw in the postseason their their depth, their consistency throughout their lineup. I realize they have, you know, some good offensive players, but a lot of times you watch how they play and you're not even you wouldn't even be sure which line was on the ice. You know, they're just kind of out there, okay, this is this is this is this is what we do guys. Everybody does it and then we'll worry about who might get a goal or two along the way. Well it's true and it's injuries are never a good thing. Uh, they're not. But when you have injuries, you give opportunities for other players to play. And over the last couple of years, the Vegas Golden Knights have had a lot of big injuries to key players. Stone was out a lot. Eichel's been out a lot. Peter Angelo has been out a lot. Theodore, Martinez. So all of a sudden, these other players get put into different situations. And, and we see tonight, uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights had two defensemen that probably don't play normally for them because they got Hutton and Theodore out. Yet they're playing big minutes. Come playoff time, that's why the Vegas Golden Knights' depth is so good, is they've had so many players play during the regular season meaningful minutes, 
that when they're thrust into a situation, nothing bothers them. So all of a sudden, a fourth-line guy, he's playing second-line minutes now. He goes back in the playoffs, he's fourth-line, but he's played in that spotlight before. So I think that's a, the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights have taken advantage of having a slew of injuries to give other players chances to shine and gain confidence. And you see what those players are capable of doing. So, yes, I, I agree 100%. The Vegas Golden Knights are a deep team. And I, there were times, as you said in this game, that I didn't notice the, the Mark Stones or the Marshall or, or players like that because everybody plays the same way for the goal. They have a way that they're going to play, and you play it or you don't play, but they have all bought in. And when you win a Stanley Cup, it's pretty easy for the coach to say, here is what we have to do, and here is what you get if you do that. Uh, they, they're a good hockey club, and a good hockey club with a good goaltender usually has a lot of wins at the end of the season. Yeah, and, and as we saw in, in the playoffs last year, both, not, I mean, not just against Edmonton, they did it against everybody. They won the whole thing. Uh, how, how they contest the slot mm-hmm. and how... And we we alluded to this earlier, and then the Oilers have become better at this too, 100%. this this season uh, as well. But they they never they never quit on a, on a on a defensive play. I mean, a lot of times they'll say, "Well, this guy didn't give up the puck," well, because he's getting a rebound to score a goal, he's not going to give up. And as you talked about, it's uh, you know, especially sometimes in the regular season, is everybody back checking a hundred percent every game? Maybe not. But we saw it today, and. Sometimes on an Oilers where you know it might be an odd man rush or even just plays the Oilers gain the blue line, you kind of get that puck to the top of the circle and then you know the forward kind of reaches that point. Okay, am I putting the puck to the net? Am I driving wide? Am I cutting to the middle? Well, you don't have time to cut to the middle because there's a Vegas forward mm-hmm. coming back. And we saw a couple times, well, a few times, an Oilers player got their pocket. No, be the Oilers did it too. McDavid yep. did it, as you referenced. It was good both ways. But Vegas is so good at that, and, and it's almost like they, they force you to play a north-south game when you're in a position of the ice where maybe against weaker defending teams, you think, oh, now it's playtime. Yes. I've gained the zone, and I'm, I'm here at the face-off dot, top of the circle. Where's my buddy cutting to the net? Vegas says, no, that's not there. You're putting that puck into the corner if I don't steal it from you, and then we're going to go fight for it down there. Well, how many times did we see Leon get across the blue line and then stop looking for that cross-ice pass that wasn't there tonight? Uh, Connor McDavid, he has the rush, comes with a ton of speed, gets by the first, gets by the second guy, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's Mark Stone, uh, forward back. So that, that's another layer that Connor McDavid had to go against. The Oilers didn't get any really good second looks. Like every time there was a puck in front, and if there's a rebound or a tip, there was, you were contested. I mean, there was a great example where Aiden Hill, it was Connor Hyman and Nugent Hopkins. The puck came in, and they all had trying to get wax at it, and Aiden Hill eventually is facing the net, but not one of the players in front got good wood on it. They they just they just kind of pushing it because they were, there's five Golden Knights, every one of them's got their stick over top of your stick, they've got their arm grabbing onto you, they're not giving you easy access, and that's how they play. They've got really 
big defensemen. And they use that to their advantage. There's just no room. And again, the, the rink looks smaller because the way Vegas plays, they attack. And there was one shift. I can't remember who was coming down the boards. It might have been Kane, but three different Vegas Golden Knights came at him at three different waves. So you think, okay, I beat the first guy. Now you're looking to make play. Well, here comes the second. It's like a guy that's taking a three-point jumper in a basketball game. He goes up, fakes it. The first guy, Jais, goes by him. He goes up. There's the second. And they just keep coming at you. And they don't give you time and space. There's a reason the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup last year. And outside of Edmonton, they were really not pushed a whole lot in the playoffs. They are a sound hockey club that tonight played with, probably without their best forward, possibly their best or second best defenseman in uh, Theodore, and uh, Carrier, who's turned out to be a solid third-line player. They won a game without those players in the lineup because that is how good this Vegas team is. Yet, they needed great goaltending tonight to beat the Edmonton Oilers. Well, and I think we got to, I mean, the Oilers lost, but I think we got to give them some credit for how they, for they played as well. For my, I mean, there wasn't a lot of second chances around nope. Skinner. Yes, they did get a rebound goal, but there weren't a lot of, okay, here's, you know, three, four, five chances mm-hmm. off a rebound or the puck spotted around. And, and again, like I said, with the Stevenson shot, it was one of the few times in a game a forward on either team yep. got some separation relatively close to the net. And even like they, they were just showing the replay, he had to one-time it, and he yes. had to make almost a if, if he stops that, CC probably gets to him, and it's another blocked shot or tip buck into, into the stands, which we saw a lot of today. Well, if he, Leon Dreisaitl's one-timer from the pass from McDavid was a better scoring chance than the, than the Stevenson one, one was. As Dreisel had the whole open net, and I don't, he just brushed off of Hill's shoulder and missed the net. Uh, they're just neither team gave up. But yeah, I, I know that Bob was a little sour after the game, and he, he talked that the Oilers, the the Vegas Golden Knights, got into defensive or got into playoff positioning better or earlier in this game. See, I, I disagree on that because I thought the Oilers played great from the start. I thought that was a very well-played game by the Edmonton Oilers. That if they play, if this game went ten times, I think they win six of the ten because they had the better of the chances. Uh, Aiden Hill was just excellent in this hockey game, as was Skinner. It was it was a great hockey game, and it was one where we talked about one team is going to find the way to capitalize or execute. And the Golden Knights were able to do that on a, a nice play from Marshall Show from behind the net out to Stevenson in front of the net. And Stevenson, who I thought had a, a fantastic game for the Golden Knights, was able to finish it. Partial screen on Skinner, didn't see it. And what we've seen, Skinner doesn't let in goals very often if he can see them. So it was, it just, it, 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 it just, so close. They got the 17th game. They're 20 minutes away. They win a period, and this is their best period all season long, and they just weren't able to find a way to get it done. For the first time since December 22nd, that was game two of this winning streak, a 4-3 win over the Rangers. The Oilers allow more than two goals in a game. I set the line. Goals against by Edmonton at 2.5 for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. Adam took the over. He gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. 3-1 Golden Knights is the final. Here's Oilers captain Connor McDavid. 
Connor, just I just asked Darnell, is there something to be said about momentum? Maybe if this game's played before the break, you guys are just flowing in that, and all of a sudden get, get some time off and come here to Vegas, the, the the rivalry, so on and so forth. Maybe could that have something to do with it? Maybe come out just on a low. No, I liked a lot. I liked a lot of parts of our game. Um, I thought it was a very similar game to we've played throughout the entire streak. Um, we just don't find a way to get a win. Um, you know, their goalie played well and, and, and made some big saves. And um, It's always a tough game in this building. We were expecting that. And, um, disappointing, but uh, we move on. You feel unluckiness maybe more than anything, you think, tonight? Uh, you know what? Two good teams going at it. A little bit of a playoff-like atmosphere, it felt like. Uh, similar to a playoff game. Tight games happen, and, and um, you got to go out and get it, and obviously we didn't do that. 1-1 one, one after 40, it seems like you've played a whole bunch of those in the last 16 games. Somehow, all these other nights, you got the puck, you know, went off the post and in instead of off the post and out. Do you just run out of fortune at some point? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean, excuse me, um... Yeah, we had a lot of things go right. Obviously, um, you know, winning 16 straight, you got to have a lot of things go well, um, and and you got to get some bounces, and and we got some bounces. But for the most part, I thought we went out and earned our bounces um, and, and earned our luck. And um, like I said tonight, we didn't go out and get it. Um, credit to them, they make a shot um, and are able to uh, to uh, clog it up just enough to uh, to get it done. I know it's still fresh, but is there a sense of pride in doing something 16? Only three other teams in the history of the league have done. Um, yeah, it's obviously fresh. We're disappointed that we lost tonight. It's been a while since we've done that, and, and uh, um, you forget sometimes how bad you hate losing. Uh, it's a good reminder. seemed unlikely that you are going to win every game the rest of the year, but the opponent uh, tonight, does that make it frustrating to lose at the streak end against these guys? Uh, we would have been frustrated if it was, we lost against anybody. Um, losing uh, is not fun in this league, um, no matter who you play, no matter where you are. Um, obviously, it's a building that uh, is fun to play in. And, um, a lot of Edmonton faithful traveled, which was good to see. And, uh, disappointed we didn't get it done. The amount of ground you've made up in the, over the last 16 games, I mean, that puts you guys right back in the hunt. What do you, what do you think of the progress you guys have made? Yeah, we obviously need to have a stretch to get ourselves back in, and, and we've done that. So uh, check that box and, um, and move on. We've got to play some good hockey coming down the stretch. So, Can you just talk about the rivalry with the Golden Knights right now and what it's going to be like knowing there's probably going to be at least six more games against the Golden Knights sometime in the next couple months from now? A lot of hockey before that. A lot of hockey. A lot of things that we got to do. A lot of things they got to do to get to that situation. Um, you know, obviously we'd love to play uh, Vegas in a playoff series again. Um, it's a. Uh, these games are fun, entertaining. Um, both fan bases are great. Um, makes for great hockey. That is Connor McDavid, and it was great hockey tonight. McDavid with the Oilers. Only goal tonight came on a 2-1-0 while shorthanded 4.35 into the game, but Vegas wins it 3-1. All right, you can get in touch at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pearl the way. You will also hear from Matthias Heckholm and Darnell Nurse. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. By Kane, could get it to dry sidle. Puck comes to the middle. Otter with a shot and a save made by Skinner. Hit him in the shoulder. 
That is Stuart Skinner's save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. The Oilers' winning streak ends at 16 games. Vegas takes it 3-1. Skinner with 23 stops. Aiden Hill outstanding for Vegas. He makes 30 Athletics saves. And He's the first star tonight. William Carlson, the second star. And Chandler Stevenson, the game-winning goal scorer, the third star. Rob and I give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Uh, they didn't. They didn't give any Oilers, did they? No. So you can pick anybody. Uh, I thought McDavid was excellent in this hockey game. Uh, he tried willing this team to victory, uh, and you could see the frustration on his face uh, when the game did not go the Oilers' way. But I thought McDavid was the best player on the ice for the Edmonton Oilers. Had the goal minus one. Played twenty-two, twenty-six. Eight shots on goal. Two other. Shots that went wide and uh, went 8 out of 11 for 73% in the face-off circle. The 16-game winning streak is over. The Oilers now 24-4 and in their last 28 games. Uh, <laughs> remarkable run. Remarkable though, run. This is the first time, though, in how many days since they last lost? What did I write down there? 49, did I say? First time, 49. In, first time in 49 days that the Edmonton Oilers have lost uh, in in, uh, in the playoff race, they've lost a little momentum as the Vancouver Canucks took yeah. got two points. So the Oilers been a long time since they fell behind someone on a night where they played as the Edmonton Oilers had won 16 straight. And unfortunately tonight, they fall two more points behind the Vancouver Canucks. Two goals for Lindholm in the Canucks 3-2 win over the Hurricanes. Flames beat the Bruins 4-1. Kuzmenko scored for Calgary. Canadians take down the Capitals 5-2. The Jets lose 3-0 to the Penguins. Flyers over the Panthers 2-1. Stars over the Sabres 2-1. And the Devils win at home 5-3 against the Avalanche. The scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals. Your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. The Oil Kings lost 5-2 at Moose Jaw. We have Brian on the Certainty Hotline. Brian, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, I thought it was a great game. Um, it was a lot like a playoff game, I thought. Very tight check game. Um, I mean, the Oilers, I think, probably deserved a better fate. Um, I heard a stat, uh, and, and the other thing is, is I think Aiden Hill, Shows he's a very he's a very good goalie, um, but I heard a stat today. I can't remember where I heard it, but uh, how how good Aiden Hill is down low, and how he covers the bottom part of the net. And I thought the Oilers, um, I, I I didn't think they tested him enough. They were, they were trying to beat him on the ice quite a bit, you know, with the with the passes across or whatever uh, Vegas's winning goal was exactly the shot that I think the Oilers needed to get on uh, Aiden Hill because he, he's, he's always playing low and that, that shot that beat Skinner was over his shoulder I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that I think that might be uh, a factor of or a product of what we were talking about that guys didn't have time to pick their spots No, well, hey, a lot of times yeah I, I Every every single goal that is scored on a goaltender is put on video, and teams watch it. And they have video coaches that tell you, okay, here's the tendency of this goaltender. Here's where the goals go in them. Here's where they don't. The Edmonton Oilers know exactly where you can score an Aiden Hill. Every team in the NHL knows where you can score an Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill's really good and just doesn't let them score there. So, uh, I mean, Connor McDavid tried going up high. He went off the crossbar on one of his little where he goes short side 
uh, tries going up there. Um, the one from across the empty net, Leon Drysdale trying hit the open net. It hit Aiden Hill up a little bit higher on the shoulder. Uh, they're just you don't get open looks. Um, Aiden Hill's an excellent goaltender that uh, has a team that plays in front of him the perfect way for a goaltender like Aiden Hill. He does. Aiden Hill moves a lot in net. But he doesn't give up second chances because the Golden Knights defensemen are so good at clearing out space. So the one goal tonight as James H. Brown injury lawyers are filling the net. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's a $100 donation to 630Chad Santa's Anonymous. 3-1 Vegas wins. We have Alan on the line as well. Alan, go ahead. Hi. Uh, I've got uh, a couple of points. First of all, I'd like to congratulate uh, the Oilers on the streak, that's uh, phenomenal. And uh, uh, the nine-day nine, uh, break, uh, uh, I thought maybe they would come out flat. But, you know, they played uh, they played tonight better and lost than they did in some of the games in the streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, other points I have is they ran into a hot goalie with no breaks at the net. Like, for exa- example, Hyman, Kane, Tricidal. Uh, and and as you alluded to uh, previously, they just didn't get that second uh, shot. Uh, uh, bad luck. And uh, the other point I wanted to make was uh, that uh, maybe the break affected uh, how they played at the end and beginning of the period, which uh, they they seem to solve uh, most times in that 16-game win streak. And uh, the only player that I found tonight that I could criticize was uh, in the offensive zone uh, a little late with his thinking was Bouchard when he had the puck he should have shot way quicker and those are my comments And uh, but I love the game yeah well we talked about Bouchard I mean I, I think with his shot quality he could probably have 10 shots on goal and you could find a couple he, he could have shot more but uh, yeah I mean the both teams had this, this the same time off and I, I think both teams came out and played well like I never thought I was watching oh man these guys haven't played a game for a week and a half mm-hmm. with either team it was like it was just a well played game yeah it was and the commitment to detail the detail is usually what gets lost over a long break it's because it's not when you're when you're playing. It's every day. It's it's being talked about. It's being shown in video. It's being um, used in practice, and it's game over and over and over again. So detail gets you into trouble sometimes after a long break. But I thought both teams had fantastic detail in this game, and uh, tonight it just it was one save. Uh, Aiden Hill made one more save than Stuart Skinner, and in a battle of two excellent goaltenders. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. We'll get to Matthias Ekholm in a second here, but first let's go to Sebastian on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Sebastian. Go ahead. Hi there. Um, well, I guess the streak ended. Um, it is what it is. Um, I just got, a qu- um, I guess, two questions. Well, the first one is, um, did, what is the chance that Patrick Maroon might come back as a depth acquisition, or would it be better to have uh, somebody like Adam Henrique? Well, Adam Henrique would be way, he's a way better hockey player than Pat Maroon at this point in their career. Uh, The problem for Adam Henrique, he's a five million or six million dollar player. So to bring him in, you're going to have to uh, give up assets and find somebody to take some of his 
contract money, and that'll be other assets. Uh, I think Reed just looked to see what his yeah, price point is. Yeah, checking. He's uh, 5.825. So, yeah, so he's practically $6 million. So uh, he he's a good hockey player, very good hockey player. I don't see Pat Maroon coming. I, I just don't. Um, I think that Corey Perry took the spot that a Pat Maroon would uh, fill. Uh, the others, I, I really do believe they need just some. They need some depth players. I don't know if there's a whole lot of things in their their lineup that needs to be fixed, but they certainly need more depth in case injuries happen come playoff time, which hopefully they won't. But the way the Oilers' luck has been during the regular season, eventually that may run out. I would think if they get a forward, and I mean who knows, but I would think if they, well. If Preferably, they get a forward who could take face-offs. Yes. So that's probably would rule Maroon out at this point. I agree. I just, yeah, I, 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 just, I don't see Pat Maroon coming back here. Having said that, uh, he's had a nice run in his National Hockey League career with, uh, was it three Stanley three Cups? Three Stanley Cups in a row. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, and you got the uh, Game 7 double overtime winner, St. Louis-Dallas, remember? That's true. That was a... Uh, that was a big goal that set up a Stanley Cup for the St. Louis Blues. All right, we'll get to a couple more phone calls as we move along, but let's go back to Las Vegas. Here's Oilers defenseman Matias Ekholm. It's in a tightly contested hockey game like that that kind of had a playoff-like atmosphere to it. What was the difference in your eyes? We couldn't bear down on our chances, I felt. Um, I thought we created a lot in the second, probably deserved a goal or two. Um, and as you're saying, in these tight games, those little details, those um, timely goals matter uh, in a big way. And, and you saw it again tonight. They got the go-ahead goal in the third, and then, then they held on. So, um, again, I think, as you said, it was a tight game. Um, could have gone either way. I thought we played... Um, pretty good i think there's another level to our game but um at the same time i thought everybody showed up and worked hard and, and we just couldn't get it done tonight this was going to end eventually but that it ends one game from a record does that mean much to this to this organization this team not to me at least i can only speak for myself i'm kind of happy don't have to talk about it anymore but um obviously you want to win every game you can but at the same time um the closer we got to this whole record thing i feel like the more and more talk it was about it now it's kind of behind us we have to start a new streak and um keep playing well down the stretch here to get us in a, uh, in a position where we want to be. Does that weigh on guys again? eventually? Like, you're, like We always bring it up, everyone's talking, but does it weigh on guys mentally, I guess? Just the streak, the streak. Again, I can only talk for myself and not really. Like I, I, I have to answer questions about it, but I mean, it's not like we're talking about it in here at all. So, um, For that matter, only... It's hard for me to say about other guys, but for me, it's just it's nice not to have him talk to. What about the opponent? Sorry, Becca. You know, you, you guys obviously dropped game five and here game six you know to, to lose in this manner tonight against this team is that kind of make it a little bit more frustrating i guess yes and no but um, i mean I, I the most frustrating way to lose in my opinion is when you feel like you didn't give it your all when you didn't have the your a effort um i i, I think we we did tonight i thought everybody worked hard i thought everybody was um trying their best um i thought they played well too um they're a good team they have a good goaltender um i think uh we do as well i thought stewart's played really well so again I, it's it's this league it's it's a it's a hard league to win in and and they came out on top tonight and do I feel like it's frustrating to lose? It always is, but is it a matter of more frustrating or not? I, I don't know. Do you 
They won one after two. You played a good defensive game. It seems like you've won this game like 11 times in the past three weeks. Tonight, you don't. You just run out of, you know, fortune. You run out of making the plays. Run out of luck. I don't think the whole win streak was all about luck or per se. I think we played a top team in the league. Um, I think we're a top team in the league. I think the game showed it. I thought it was um, a competitive game. I think we have another level for sure. We just got off the break, obviously. But um, at the same time... Okay, well, that one got cut off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, but Matthias Ekholm, uh, he did kind of joke. Uh, in one way, he's glad it's over because now he doesn't have to talk about it. Got to look <laughs> on the bright side. Well, the 16-game winning streak does end. The Vegas Golden Knights take it 3-1 tonight. You'll hear from Darnell Nurse. We'll get to a couple more phone calls at 780-496-0063. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Into the Oiler and that's poked away. The Oilers got a break here. It's McDavid to Dreisaitl to McDavid. Scores! Short-handed goal! And it's 1-0 Edmonton. Well, that was the only goal scored tonight while a team was on a power play for Conlon Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. A shorthanded goal with, uh, was it, was it two seconds left in the penalty? Two seconds left in the penalty to Holloway. DeHarnay pokes the puck away at the blue line. Away go McDavid and Dreisaitl on a 2-on-0. McDavid scores his 21st, but that was the only goal the Oilers scored tonight. 3-1 Vegas wins it to end the Oilers' 16-game winning streak. Uh, Vegas 0-2 on the power play. The Oilers were 0-1. As Rob and I were talking about earlier, they uh, were not calling a lot. <laughs> nope. They called a high stick that was pretty obvious that was Holloway Fogel uh, held the stick that ended an Oilers power play early that was pretty obvious and uh, Korzak got called for slashing and that was Kane was in behind the defense and didn't get a shot away it actually would not have been the hardest slash in the game nope. but because it prevented a shot yes. from right in front of the net they called it uh, as Rob and I said uh, I mean probably a couple holds either way that might have been called on some other night but I think the refs were saying unless you uh, maim someone or, maims, or, or, or just are really I mean even that one where Nurse was chasing the guy I mean he, he did kind of have his body on him too and then put his arm on him and then kind of took his arm off and then put his arm back we, we, on. We've seen those so called We've yes. seen those called but it was almost like the refs were saying you know what we're going to let guys battle for position if nobody does anything well, too extreme. The, the, the players played it like a playoff hockey game, and the refs refed it like a playoff hockey game, and that's why it was so entertaining. We got Chris on the Certainty Hotline. Hey, Chris, go ahead, please. Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Uh, well, first off, you know, sad that the streak's done, but, I mean, what a, what a run this was. It's... Uh, Funny, it, it took until February 6th of 2024 before we got our first loss of the year. So I uh, can't complain about that at all. But uh, there's two guys I do want to talk about tonight that I thought both had terrific games. And that was DeHarnay. Probably had his, the best game I've seen since he called up was called up last year. And Nurse had a 
wonderful game as well too, despite like nearly tackling the guy on the mm. you were just talking about. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I tell you what, I, I, you know what? I, I don't think it, it's going to happen. But it would be interesting to see it. What, what would you guys think about on the next two games, just because of how well Darren they played? him and Nurse was to be as your pairing, just to see what it would be like. And you know what? Because tonight showed Darren he can really hold his own, especially against, you know, some uh, a top team like Vegas. And I don't know, I think you need to see what else you can, he can provide you. And you know what? Maybe it makes a difference of uh, who you look to get at come trade deadline time. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree. I thought Darren had a really nice game. Uh, he's the one that created the 2-on-0, and then it made a wonderful play to Kane that created this the, the power play opportunity when Kane was slashed. But Darnay, he's a third-pairing defenseman that they protect he and Kulak with who they play against. Um, if he plays with Nurse, you're playing against the other team's best players shift after shift after shift. Uh, Cody Cece's done a wonderful job there. The team just won. They're 24-4 and four in their last 28 games. This same defense has played all 28 games together. They're not making any changes to this defensive core on who they're playing with. Uh, Dayarnay, they like as a third-pairing defenseman penalty killer. That's probably all he will ever be with the Edmonton but that's fine because that is a very good third pairing and he has done a, a wonderful job. Fantastic story, but I do agree he had a really, really good game today. Played 15-28, Ted the assist. He's the only Oilers player who finishes plus tonight. Had three blocked shots as well, three of the Oilers, 17 blocks. Cody Cece, who is with Nurse, plays 20-32. And uh, Bouchard played 25-20. I think he played the last three minutes straight. <laughs> I did, Maybe I did, even a yes. little more than that. And Nurse wound up playing uh, 20 21. You know, I, and I think. I mean, Cody Cece's a good player. Yep. And I know sometimes it's still, well, zero goals, zero goals. You know what? That's. I mean, if, if Cody Cece was having a, a great goal scoring season, he'd have, he'd have three. Like, oh, I don't not, even know. Let, yeah, yeah, I like, don't know. Let's not worry about. And, and I think he and Nurse have been pretty steady, and I think he's steady for Nurse. And at the beginning of the season, you know, Bouchard and Nurse were that together. Was a train wreck. <laughs> that was one of the many things that was bad early. I mean, Cody Cece, he did have a 10-goal season. He's had a 7, and other than that, he's never scored more than 5. So I don't worry too much about his his offense. Um, he, Cody Cece, he's fine. Uh, he, the, I mean, this, this Oiler team has, has been exceptional for the last 28 games. Uh, for the, and they're not on the back of Connor and Leon. This is on the back of being a very good hockey club. They, I mean, I know they gave up three tonight, but one was into an empty net. So this is, again, this would be 15 straight games of two or less, if you forget about the empty netter. This is a good hockey club that is playing very good defensive hockey, uh, and everyone's contributing to that. Um, we will see what the others do at the trade deadline. But I, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of uh, changes with the way they deploy their players over this next little while. They've found something that works and has worked now since uh, the middle of December. So I, I just this, so there's this article online from the Hockey News. It says Jake Gensel for Cody Cece trade makes sense for the Edmonton Oilers. That makes no sense for the Edmonton Oilers because then you're short a defenseman. 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, then you're saying, okay, Philip Roberg, you're playing a lot on your offside, which I, I know he has done. And then, by the way, there's even less depth in the well, fighters. There, yeah, well, now your next defenseman called up is... Is Gleason or Deneen or Niemelainen or... Career minor or, uh, leaguers. Who was the guy that was up and played forward? Kemp? Yeah, so a career minor leaguers is what... Or being, still developing players. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that uh, that doesn't make sense at all to, to me. I don't see that. Um, and then, then you're... I mean, you're an injury or two away. Like, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights, they have nine defensemen that are capable of playing in the National Hockey League that have got experience playing in the National Hockey League. The Oilers right now have six and a half. Right. I'm not, I mean, Broberg really hasn't given been given an opportunity. Um, Gensel's a fantastic hockey player. Uh, he will make, wherever he goes, he will make them better. But if you're going to trade for Gensel, I'm not sure I'm trading my number one pairing right defenseman uh, to get another guy that can score goals because right now we're seeing the Oilers can play very, very good defense and come playoff time, that's the way they're going to have to win. 3-1 Vegas beats the Oilers tonight to end the 16-game winning streak. We have Frank on the line as well. Good evening, Frank. Hey, guys. Tonight, uh, this was Vegas. It was a great fight. Uh, using, uh, using the fight game as an analogy, you don't always have to have a heavyweight punch to win the game. I thought that uh, Vegas tonight had the better jabs, and they used them effectively against us. The only comment I have is we have a, a guy named Bouchard who possesses a great uppercut. I just wish he would use it a little more often. <laughs> and maybe, maybe we could have just put him out with one of those uppercuts. Who knows? Yeah. Well... Yeah, I like how you do that, Frank. That's that's uh, I like working in the boxing stuff. And I mean, he did hit the post on a big slapper, so he did let one go, and he let a couple others go. But yeah, there were the the two or three where he and the one he got through two guys. That was the one because mm-hmm. it looked like he was going to turn the puck over, and he got through two guys. And then it's like, okay, he just beat two guys. So there's one fewer, there's even one less guy than usual to to block it. But uh, but yeah, I mean we're we're picking apart some of those things because it's a it's a rare loss for the Oilers. <laughs> uh, uh, it was it's uh, the end of the the winning streak tonight. Crazy stuff. All right, we'll hear from Darnell Nurse, uh, and uh, if you got something, well, we can probably fit in one more call at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. All right, 3-1 Vegas wins it. So the Oilers will settle for the second longest winning streak in NHL history. Tied with Columbus from 2016-17. The Penguins of 92-93. Still the granddaddies of them all. 17 in a row. It was interesting, too. And and Jack brought this up. Not in the way I'm going to bring it up. He just mentioned it. But the the one thing, and you and I have talked about it, or I know some people, oh, the, 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 that team, you know, they didn't have overtime. Or they had overtime, but it wasn't three-on-three. Three, or they had, didn't have shootouts. I get it. I mean, there are different parameters for how you can win a game now. And uh, I noticed, too, on the, on the NHL records page, the Flyers 
had that 35 game undefeated streak mm-hmm. and now you would have so they went 25 0 and 10 now if you went 25 0 and 10 you actually would have been defeated 10, 10 times, times. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a point streak so you know there's a lot of different ways to look at it but one thing that was interesting that jack pointed out uh the penguins won their 17th game in the 83rd game of the season because there were a couple years there in which oh, they played 84, 84 That's games true. so if the Penguins had had an 82-game season, theirs just would have ended. Now, I know other teams had 80, but it's just you, you could always make an argument. Oh, well, this, this, would they this. Would they count it if... if, if it's, all, it's a single-season single single okay. winning streak. So, I mean, honestly, that's just one random stat for people who are up at 1151. Because they probably really like sports and stats. I thought you were about to say that's just one random stat that Jack finally got right. But no, no, that's actually a pretty, pretty <laughs> good I forgot we used to play 84 games. Yeah, it was only a couple because they worked in those neutral site games and just added them on. Well, I, I remember playing in the National Hockey League when we had uh, exhibition games were part of our schedule. We would play the Russians during the regular season. I'm pretty sure they counted in our standings as well. Uh, no. They didn't count? I don't think the games against the Russian slash Soviet whatever teams counted in the standings. I don't think so. Because I remember playing one in Hartford that we went into a shootout and their, their goaltender was outstanding, but we went in the shootout and they pulled their goalie, put their guy, their backup in for the shootout who hadn't played the entire game, and then he let in all five shots. Okay. But I don't think those ever counted in the standings. I can't remember because I'm old and have a bad memory, but but it was right in the middle of the season when we would play those games. Yes, there was. Yeah, well, I remember going to a a game like after Christmas. I got the tickets for Christmas when I was a kid. Well, I didn't come in from Evansburg for myself, so my parents had to get themselves <laughs> tickets as well. <laughs> but we saw the Oilers, and it must have been the Red Army. Yeah, I played. I think I played the Red Army, and I think I also played Dynamo. Two different times that we played them, but it was it was actually neat. We we were all excited about it, playing against one of the Soviet teams during the regular season. And well, the Red Army fun. was almost the national team. Yes, it was most of the players from the national team were off the Red Army. Okay, uh, we'll do one more break here, and we'll get to Darnell Nurse as the Oilers have finally lost three one against Vegas. It's Heartland Ford overtime open line. Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Chandler Stevenson with the game winner, a minute 24 into the third period. Golden Knights 3, Oilers 1 is your final. Here's Edmonton defenseman Darnell Nurse. A whole bunch of these games tied one, one after two. You get the bounce, you get the break, you get the goal. What's the difference tonight? What doesn't happen tonight that you don't win this Um. Yeah, I think obviously they they defended pretty well. I mean, you're playing against a, a good team out there, so um, I think they, they played hard, defended well, took away the chances, limited our chances. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we give up two uh, two goals. There's empty net there, but um, I think for us, like, we, we checked and, and played pretty well, especially in the second and third. I thought in the first, we you know they probably had a little more bounce and, and jumped in us, but um, yeah, we move on. Do you? Sorry, do you? In the course of winning 16 games, do you just sometimes use up your luck? Uh, yeah, I mean, to an extent, I, w- I would say though, you know, over the course of the 16 games, like they weren't lucky wins by any means. I think we we were playing the right way, um, you know, and a lot of the ways you, you create your own luck uh, by by doing the, the right things on the ice. So um, I think over the, the 16 games, we 
good to, to have that, that winning streak. Now we move on and uh, go try to get one in Anaheim. Is it good to, you know, can you now just kind of take a step back and, and look at that accomplishment and feel pride in that accomplishment now that it's kind of over? Yeah, I mean, um, maybe tomorrow. Uh, you, know, or, you know, when you, you lose, you, you doesn't uh, matter if you've, you've lost one or, you know, one in a row, three in a row, um, one sixteen. It doesn't matter. Uh, when you lose, you got to feel good leaving the rink. So um, tomorrow, maybe we could uh, reflect on you know what's what's gotten us to this point and helped us claw back. And like I said, we have, there's a lot of hockey to be played here, and uh, we got a lot of work to do. In the big scheme of things, this is you guys are just trying to get back into the picture, right? You've done that, I guess. You, you yeah, with the start you guys had, you feel that you guys are back where you should be belonging, should be in the standings and things like that. I mean, we're back in the hunt. Um, I mean, we're not uh, not content by any means. I think. Uh, yeah, we, we worked hard to, to get ourselves into this position, but the other night, uh, you know, we, we lost tonight to a team in our division that uh, you know, we played a lot over the last couple of years, and um, it's going to be a bad taste for them. To expand on Specs, first question, did you feel like you had the better chances tonight? Like, you know, overall in, in terms of your game? Feeling yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, it's kind of like one of those things you got to go, go back and watch because, I mean, you could have a feel on the, feel on the ice and then watch, and it looks like something completely different, right? So, um, but we, we had a fair share, fair share of chances, and I think, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of areas of that game that if we continue to do it, um, no, we'll continue to play good hockey over the stretch, last stretch. Darnell, is there something to be said about momentum? If, if this game might have been played before the break, you guys are rolling. Was there any sort of feeling coming out tonight, being on the road after the break, maybe a little low, a little flat at all? Uh, you know, I think we've done a really good job of, of handling ourselves after breaks. We had a few breaks uh, so far this year, so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't pick it up to that. I think for you know, for us, we you know, know that we're capable of, of winning every night, and um, I'd say we didn't get that result. That's Darnell Nurse, the final Vegas three, Edmonton one. The Oilers will start try to start a new streak on Friday. Presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. 6.30 face-off show, game at 8, Oilers at Ducks. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.